Welcome to the Mommy Oyoyo podcast, a safe space for honest, transparent, authentic, and real-life gist about being a mother, African style. I am your hostess with the mostess, Barry Dakara, and I'm here to share the unique experiences of being an African mother. Thank you for tuning in. Oya, drop the kids, get comfy, and make we start! Coco Bean, say hi. Hi. I'm having her say hi because she is under quarantine right now. No joke. Um, a teacher in her daycare tested positive for coronavirus. And so we are supposed to be, or she's supposed to be under quarantine for the next seven days. We've already started um, the quarantine. And we're just home. I'm making sure. Hey, what do you do, babe? What am I doing? Mm-hmm. We're just recording the podcast. And so we're, we're washing hands. We're washing hands, right? Mm-hmm. We're washing hands a lot. And we're using hand sanitizer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're not freaking out. No. Good job. We're not freaking out. So basically, because... Um, I'm, my 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 pull up trying to get me. Your pull up trying to get you. Mm-hmm. Okay, she's wearing pull up because it's not night time. It's. So yeah, it's not night time, but um, yeah. So she is under quarantine. Her and all the other kids and teachers that came in contact with that teacher at the daycare um, I'm not under quarantine but since she is two years old of course I have to stay home with her uh, luckily I'm able to work from home um, although it's kind of hard because she is two and she wants my attention um, pretty much all the time so we're just trying to figure it out with um, my managers and with HR at work to see what can be done. Um, Mm. But like I said, she's the one who's under quarantine because she became, because she came in direct contact or she may have had direct contact with the um, teacher that had, that has coronavirus. I'm not under quarantine because I didn't come Mm. under direct contact Mm. with um, the teacher. Um, so for now, they just says the Department of Public Health says to watch Coco um, for the next seven days. A week has passed already, so it's 14 days um, incubation period. So it's just to watch her for the next seven days to make sure that she doesn't develop any symptoms. And, you know, I don't think she will anyways. Like, I'm not worried at all. But um, if anybody or if she were to develop symptoms, then that's when I would have to be under quarantine as well and all of that. But yeah, so that's what's happening with us this week. Today is Wednesday, March 11th, right? And this is just to preface the episode that is going to come out this week. Well, the one you're about to listen to. <laughs> Enjoy. 
Hi everybody and welcome to episode 31 of the Mommy Oyoyo podcast. I am your hostess, Barry Dakara, B-E-R-R-Y-D-A-K-A-R-A. And um, I am very happy to have you listening to this episode today. If it's your first time listening to my podcast, welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, (laughs) It's a pretty good podcast, if I say so myself. I'm really proud of what I have accomplished. And actually, 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 I didn't announce it, but... I okay, so the person that I am interviewing in this episode today, Vera, um, and sometime in January, Vera pointed out an opportunity for me to enter an excerpt of this podcast for a competition that was going to go on during social media week in Nigeria. And I entered an excerpt from the episode that I have with Kumbi where she talked about um, trying to conceive and having endometriosis. And I was actually selected to be part of this um, podcast mixtape, which unfortunately I cannot find the website right now. But once I find that information, I'll tell you where you can go to listen to this um, podcast mixtape of African um, podcasters out there. Um, This was, (laughs) I'm very grateful to Vera for, you know, showing me this opportunity. I'm very grateful for Kumbi for being the guest on that episode that I shared for the competition. And I'm grateful to the organizers as well. Like I said, I'm going to find information for where we can all listen to this, um, I guess, podcast mixtape so we can find out um, about other African podcasters out there okay but um so I said all I said all of that to say this is a pretty good podcast so if this is your first time listening welcome to the podcast um if you have listened before welcome back um let's see let's just dive right into the (laughs) what we're going to talk about today So I am interviewing, so rather for this episode, I interviewed Vera Izimora and she's popularly known as Verastic. She's been a blogger for like donkey, donkey years and she is a content creator and actually just started her own podcast called I Am an African or I Am African and I encourage you to definitely go check it out. She's going to leave her details at the end of the episode. But I want to talk to Vera about getting divorced. Um, As you guys know, um, divorce is still pretty taboo in African culture. And a lot of people um, are really, really hush-hush about it because of, you know, different factors. You know, it's not... It's not a, um, it's not an easy thing to go through. And sometimes like after you get divorced, you're kind of like barely alive. Right. Um, but Vera, Vera got divorced. Um, I think was it finalized last year, two years ago, 
um, but she got divorced and she wrote about it on her blog which made for like one of the most fascinating reads that you'll ever read in your life i promise you this and i approached her to talk about being divorced as an african mom and the 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 conversation was really really insightful um just if you if you're listening to this episode because you're looking for a gist about what happened between her and her husband it's not here you're going to find it you can go and find it on her blog for this conversation i wanted to talk about the whole divorce process as an african mother like what was vera going through when she thought about her daughter and what you know just what was the whole process like and what what is this what what is it still like for her you know because a lot of our mothers um well you know well a lot of african mothers in the older generations stayed in marriages that were not the best and their reasoning was that they stayed in those marriages because of their children um but nowadays you have more women who are willing to leave bad marriages even though they have children so so i just wanted to speak with vera to find out what her thought process was and why she still went ahead with the divorce knowing that you know she has a young daughter and i know that you're going to be very inspired by the conversation that we had so without wasting any more of your time um i hope you enjoyed this episode hi vera hello welcome to the mommy oyoyo podcast thank you how are you wonderful that is great i'm awake so let's go <laughs> thank god all right so um everyone this is the verastically list verastic vera of life she is our <laughs> very very special guest today and um if you have followed me on my I don't know if I should say it's my former blog because it's still my blog. No, no, no. What do you mean former blog? What what is that supposed to mean? Because I haven't really blogged much. Look, just stop stop that roughly, please. Just stop it. On the blog, on your blog. Okay. So if you have followed my blog for a while, then you definitely know Vera. Um, she has been a blogger for like 5,000 million years. I think she I invented, she invented blog, blogging. <laughs> <I wish. laughs> um, but yeah, Vera's been, she's actually been on my YouTube channel as well. My former YouTube channel. Will you stop? <laughs> um, but yeah, um, Vera and I have, we were, I guess, online friends for a while until we met in person. What was that? December 20, 2018. 2018, yeah. Mm-hmm. 2018, when she came to Atlanta and I went up to go visit her a couple of times while she was here. And we're just, you know, there. And she has refused to marry me, which is very, very unfortunate. You don't have a very vital part that I need. <laughs> 
<laughs> your 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 titties. You know, you you know Barry has some nice titties. I haven't seen them in person, you know, without them being covered. <laughs> but they're nice. She puts them, she she never hesitates to to um tease us on Instagram. So your titties are nice, but I need I don't need titties. I have titties, so <laughs> You get a different part to talk. <laughs> well, everyone, just so you know, this is Vera for you. So um, I hope you're going to enjoy our conversation, which is going to be a lot of fun. Um, so let's just start. Vera, mm-hmm. could you please tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do, your daughter, all the good stuff. This question doesn't ever get easy to answer. It's it's like I draw a blank. Okay, who am I? Well, God, I'm so many things, right? I am a child of God. <laughs> I am truly blessed and highly favored. I'm not saying that to sound like a good Christian, but I've come to believe that. But I'm truly blessed and highly favored. And I play many, many roles. I am a daughter. I am a niece, a friend, a mom, a co-worker, a writer, a storyteller, content creator. All these other creative parts happen at night. Um, during the day, I am a uh, IT compliance analyst. And at night, you know, I do the other stuff, the fun stuff. Uh, yeah, I, that, that's you forgot what I would to say. add one thing. I mean, I know oh. you said content creator, but she's now a podcaster guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. By the time you hear this episode, the by the time you hear uh, Mommy or You, this episode, you, my episode will be out. It's only out right now on a, would I call that a soft launch? Because I only sent it to my subscribers, but I will put it up on the blog next week, Monday. Uh, so by the time you guys are listening to this, that would be up. Yeah. But yeah, I had to. Time- I had to. By the time this episode is out on Mommy Oyoyo, um, Vera's podcast is called I Am African. I'm an African. Yes, I am African. I am African by Vera Zimora or by Verastic. Mm-hmm. Um, so by the time you guys are hearing this episode on Mommy Oyoyo, I would like you guys to go check out her podcast and um, definitely subscribe and listen because I foresee a lot of great conversations um with vera and with some of the guests that she um plans to have and hopefully i'll be a guest on her podcast too fingers crossed uh yeah if you don't start calling it your former podcast (laughs) (laughs) yes well well, anyways thank you so much vera for um letting us know a little bit more about you um so the reason why i wanted to speak with Vera for this episode is um, on her blog and like I mentioned Vera's been blogging for a long time and she's been very very open and transparent on her blog and um, she recently shared at the beginning of the year how and why her marriage ended and guys if you have not read that book post you need to go and look for it I even forwarded it to like my American co-worker and they're like, wait, what? Oh my goodness. Eh? Are you kidding? Anita, <laughs> are you serious? Wow. I can, I can only imagine. <laughs> so there, I like, it was no holds barred. And um, so yeah, you shared everything, everything about um, how your marriage ended. 
and to be honest like i said it was it was very very fascinating um just reading everything and like i was glued like i was at work but i was glued on your blog like what um but um since this podcast deals with motherhood i want to discuss um the divorce the topic of divorce from that angle of motherhood i don't want to go into you know oh, what happened between you and your husband and your ex-husband and all that like that's not what this um episode is going to be about i want to talk about you as a mom deciding mm-hmm. to come to that um point um and i say this because a lot of our mothers stayed in marriages that they probably shouldn't have stayed in Mm-hmm. And a lot of the, um, if you ask them the excuses, well, you know, I need to stay for the children. children. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But you chose to leave your marriage. And I'd really like to know what your thought process was regarding your daughter. Like, did you have any concerns or fears, um, any hesitations, all of that? Just kind of walk us through when thinking about your daughter and yourself too. Okay. Um, yes, I definitely have encountered a lot of women, uh, African moms staying in marriages, relationships for their children. Uh, in my case, I chose to leave and my child, who's four, Adaverastic, was one of the major reasons that I chose to leave. I have never met anyone whose mom stayed in a bad situation and the child grew up and thought, wow, I'm so glad that my mom stayed there and took all that abuse. Uh, Surely made my my life or my childhood better, right? And for me, naturally, with my personality, I, I can't deal with chaos. It's not... Like, there are some people who gravitate toward chaos. There's some people who are okay with drama you know like you know those those people that they are when when you talk to them they are able they, like they have this gift of just pulling out the drama they and i'm not even saying that now is necessarily a terrible thing only that it's just not me that is not even a, an environment that i'm able to survive in and you have to know yourself getting married i i was married for three years before we decided to try for a child and we uh thankfully i got pregnant as soon as we started trying and so my point the point i'm trying to make is i did not stumble into motherhood right it, for me it was well thought out even the marriage i did not stumble into it it was well thought out it was planned um nobody i think all things being equal nobody gets married and then plans on getting divorced so that was never in my plans but when the relationship stopped serving me, I did not see how staying there was beneficial to me or my child. I did not want a diverastic to like just a little background. I know we're not here to talk about what happened, but I had um, juju in my marriage. <laughs> I yeah. had domestic violence. I had so many issues. I didn't want a diverastic to grow up and think that that's the norm. You know how on um, Mother's Day or any day celebrating women, you always see that quote that says to strong women, may we know them, may we raise them, may we be them. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking I want to raise a strong daughter and I want to be the strong woman in her life. 
I hope she never encounters anything like this. I hope she never has this type of thing in her marriage. Amen. If she decides to get married, I hope she never goes through this. But if she ever finds herself in a situation, in a relationship that no longer serves her, I want to be able to stand confidently, get the bow on the ground and say, girl, you need to go. <laughs> you need to walk out. I don't need to be talking to my daughter and she's telling me, well, why didn't you walk out? <laughs> or telling me, well, yeah, that's easy for you to say, but you never left. And then I would tell her, oh, I stayed for you. And then she would tell me, yeah, look how that worked out. You know, like something like that. I didn't, I just, I didn't want to raise my daughter in chaos. I wanted her to have a normal life. I don't think that chaos is normal. I don't think that domestic violence or any kind of abuse in the home is normal. I don't think that a father bringing Juju to the house for whatever reason is normal. All these things are not normal. And I didn't want to normalize them in her life. And then when she grows up, tell her, well, you know, that's not how this works. Or yes, do, do as I say and not as I No, I didn't want that. I wanted to be the person that I was telling her to be. Like to be a strong example. Like this is what you do. You don't have to take it. You know, you can walk out. If this is not serving you, it's not by force. And I know marriage is supposed to be forever. And on, on a good, not on a good day, but ideally it should be forever, right? But right. things happen along the way that sometimes you don't plan for. So I just, that was a really long answer to your question, Barry. It's <laughs> on a lot of things. I'm really thankful for, for that answer. Um, I do agree that a lot of women, you know, especially with our mothers and even now, even now, there are a lot of women oh, that yeah, even now, definitely. stuck in, you know, terrible situations, terrible partnerships and marriages. And they're saying that they're staying in it because of their children. They don't want to, I guess, disrupt their children's lives. And, yeah. um, but the thing about it is, I feel like you stain, and I'm not going to knock anybody that just doesn't have the ability to leave. It's a personal decision that you have to come to by yourself. So I won't knock anybody that's, you know, staying in a relationship for whatever reason. When you're ready, you leave, right? right, right. But um, exposing your children to that kind of toxic situation long-term is not the best approach, right? Mm -hmm. And so I definitely understand where you're coming from and saying, you know what, I don't want, I didn't want to expose my daughter. I don't want to expose Adavarasic to this, to thinking that this is normal, you know, like even just um, um, a married couple that like yells and screams at each other mm -hmm. you know children will internalize that and think that oh well that's how you're supposed to argue right don't right. disagree with someone you're supposed to raise your voice like that's how it goes that's normal when really that's not the best method of communication so honestly what children see at home mm -hmm. kind of dictates who they are likely to become. Mm -hmm. So I definitely understand you um, deciding that, you know what? No, yeah. I'm not going to, <laughs> you know, I don't want to be, I don't want to give Ada this um, environment to grow up in. 
And Absolutely not. I also um, appreciate you saying that you wanted to be able to walk the talk, right? Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. if she finds herself as an adult in a bad situation, in a bad partnership, she should be able to say, you know what, if my mom was courageous enough to leave, then I myself can leave. I don't have to take any nonsense. I don't have to take any disrespect or abuse because I see that my mom was able to do it. So I know that I can do it as well. And I know that I'll have her support as well. So I definitely understand that. And I thank you um, for sharing that. Um, I didn't (laughs) mention this in the list of questions I sent to you, but I really liked the letter that you wrote to Ada. Oh, <laughs> my daughter, submission is not a dirty word. Yes, I really like, I really, really like that. Um, Thank you. I don't. I won't go into it now, but guys, you need to also go listen to, or rather, read that um, blog post that she wrote to her daughter, and um, you'll kind of see where um, Vera's coming from um, as a mother, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So now. Um, so I know, like you mentioned, nobody or pe- most people <laughs> don't get married. Yes, we can't say ten. nobody, right? Most yeah. people <laughs> don't get married within ten to get divorced. Most, mm-hmm. people, most people. Right? So, but so obviously you didn't come to that decision lightly. Um, but I want to ask though, if you got any pushback from people, you know, because I know that. Um, when and let's just be honest um when women or even men start to talk about getting divorced in our own day and age right they're always like the aunties the pastors the parents oh no now you know marriage is supposed to be forever you know you need to just endure you know just right have a child and all of that did you get any of that kind of pushback from people telling you that you should try and stay just for Ada. And then Mm -hmm. if you did, how did you respond to them? Most people, thankfully, were in support. And I think because most of the people I was talking to were of African descent, even if they weren't spooked, you know, by the whole, oh, he put his hands on me. Once you mentioned the juju, they're like, ah, no. (laughs) That that one for them was like, ah, this thing has gone too far, (laughs) you know? But so most of them were not, yeah. Um, Most of them said, yeah, girl, you need to go. Um, I had a few people say I needed to wait. You know, are you you sure you're not doing this in a hurry? Take your time. Um, Just wait a little bit. Um, I had someone tell me not to do it at all, that this was a spiritual battle, you know, that, you know, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and power, which I completely agree with. We we do wrestle. And of course, for me, especially, like I mentioned, Juju was involved here. So yes, I understood that my battle was not just physical. In fact, I wasn't even completely sure what I was fighting, you know, still. Still, I think that you can, and oh yeah, and then somebody, I remember somebody told me that nobody is beyond redemption. And I said, I completely agree. I don't think that my ex-husband is beyond redemption, but I'm not Christ the Redeemer. 
I do not redeem him. I don't know what his journey of redemption looks like. I don't know when it will happen, if it will happen. That's between him and his chi. Like I can't, I will not come and sacrifice my life to redeem someone. I don't even have the power to redeem him. Right. So for me, um, it didn't even matter what anybody said. My mind was made up. And like you said, divorce, deciding to divorce is not easy. I mean, you're deciding to tear apart your family. Of course, it's not that you wake up and you're like, you know what, this family is too perfect. I'm just going to tear it apart. That's not how it happens. But for me, I had to think about, and I, I was only 32, right? When I was 32, I'm 35 now. I was 32 when we separated. I had to think to myself, I'm only 32. <laughs> I'm not going to live the rest of my life. Right. Like for me, this was, imp- that this was not an option. That was not an option at all. At, at all. And I'm like, I'm going to wake up 30 years later and wish that I left 30 years ago. And that's not a kind of guilt that I was willing to. No, that, that was too right. much. So for me, it didn't even matter what anybody said. I prayed about this. I knew that this was, this was something that I had to do. It wasn't even like, I didn't even, once I knew I had to do it, there was nothing changing. My mind was not wavering. I was not questioning my decision. It was only a matter of how and when, because I mean, divorce is not easy. It's not cheap. So all those were the things I was thinking about, not if to divorce. So I'm grateful. And nobody from my family, no, actually, that's not completely true. I was going to say nobody from my family said, don't go. But the person who did tell me to keep fighting was <laughs> my family member who told me this is a, you know, a spiritual battle, which it, which it is. But um, I can actually say, you know, you need to pray for your husband. He doesn't know what he's doing. Maybe his, you know, because his mother was living with us and she was involved in this juju. So the whole thing was... He's, he's probably under her spell. He doesn't even know what he's doing because he's never done this before. I'm like, maybe, I don't know. What I know is I need to be out. <laughs> I can pray for him from afar. We don't have to be on the same bed or under the same roof while I pray. I will pray for Jesus is everywhere now. Shabby. He's everywhere. Right. He, doesn't, he doesn't need me to be at a particular location, right? My prayers are not restricted to my geographical location. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to go and pray for him somewhere else. And then if God wants to do it, when I have time to pray for him, after I've prayed my own prayer, and I've prayed for my child, and I've prayed for everything, then we have a few seconds or minutes ahead, then we'll slot him in there. And then God can do what he wants to do, but I'm not going to be in here doing the prayer. That was my own thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. So um when okay, so when you decided that you know you are gonna get divorced mm-hmm. for sure, mm-hmm. um did you worry a little bit about well how she will take it, you know, now and eventually while growing up? Um, have you thought about when you're going to tell her everything that's happened? I mean, I know that it's online for people to read and eventually she'll see it if you don't show it to her. Right. But, um, have you thought about like when you're going to tell her, like when, when do you think she'll be old enough to 
tell her that yeah mommy and daddy are not together I'm, maybe she probably knows now she's four so she right understands that daddy is somewhere and mommy is here and all of that but she doesn't really grasp what it means but so like have you thought about what you're going to tell her or when you're going to tell her and how you're going to do it um <clears throat> I have thought about it. I don't have any concrete answers. Uh, I don't know when she will be old enough or mentally mature enough to receive that information. So we, I guess I'm just going to play it by ear and see. I don't know how I will tell her. Right now, we do not discuss her father. I don't bring him up. I don't say anything about him. Um, she was two when we separated. So she doesn't she didn't really know the concept of mom and dad being married, you know, like so that's, she, she didn't understand that. Mm -hmm. And because she was only two, um, and I, at the time of separation was staying home with her. I didn't have a job. Well, I'd lost my job. So I was home with her. And my, my point is I was her major caregiver. Mm -hmm. So when we separated, I just became more of her caregiver, right? Because now it was just the two of us and I had her. Um, I've had her since the separate, since, yeah. So my point is, if it was the other way around, where uh, maybe he had her, then she would have probably had more questions because she was more used to me. Right. Um, but she had me, and I was the one that she saw and spent most of her time with anyway. So now she, she knows we're not married, but she doesn't know we're divorced. She just knows we right. live in different places. And she visits him sometimes and she knows that obviously I don't live there and that we're not married. And I know she knows that we're not married because she keeps trying to marry me off to people. <laughs> she, every time I introduce her to a guy, and I'm not talking, not like the dating guy, uh, anybody, any male figure. <laughs> she tells me, mommy, maybe you're going to marry him. And I'm like, no, that's not how this works. <laughs> So I know she knows that I'm not married to her father, at least. And so that she knows. Um, before my decision to divorce, yes, I worried about her. I definitely worried about her because, like I said, you don't get married and plan to divorce. And so a part of me worried, how would this impact her? Mm. I don't want her growing up having daddy issues, right? I right. don't want her feeling a sense of abandonment from her father and seeking that validation somewhere else. So I did think about that, but for me, it was like the way in the lesser of two evils. Um, I don't want her growing up without her father. I mean, the dream was her to, for, for my children to grow up with both parents. Um, until they move out mm -hmm. I didn't want her to grow up without him but I didn't want her to grow up with him with this him right unless he was going to magically become repent and turn into a new person I didn't want her growing up with this version of him either that for me was not a better option in fact that was a worse option than growing up without him without him constantly in her life because as a parent I, I believe that God uses you as a vessel to bring these children into the world. And your job isn't just to, you know, give them showers and clean behind their ears and teach them their ABCs and whatnot. But you also have to teach them, you, have to, you also have to protect them as much as you can as a human being. You protect them, even if you have to protect them against your own self. 
So for me, I didn't see him with all these things in her life as a positive influence. Mm -hmm. That's, that's not what I planned. That's not what I want. So yes, I worried about the impact of the divorce and I still worry about it. Uh, but I know that there are many, many strong single women who are raising many kids and they, they, they show up, they grow up and they're not all the way crazy. So <laughs> that's pretty much the prayer for Adavarastic, that she grows up to be a strong, well-rounded human being. Amen. Amen. Yeah. That, that, then I, I, I pray that's for prayer. wisdom to, to give her the knowledge that she needs, to give her the foundation that she needs. And when she goes into the world, you know, she's not easily excited by a man saying you look beautiful or whatever it is. You know, she's like, oh my God, you look, I don't want her to have that. So I, I'm, I pray for wisdom and strength to be able to teach her the right things because oftentimes we're all, um, the person that we are today is all an accumulation, right? Mm -hmm. Of all our experiences in life everything that you've experienced in life has brought you to where you are today, has made you to become who you are today. You know, the way you see things is because of who you are today. So I want to give her the right experiences and teach her the right things so that when she grows up, she understands right from wrong and she knows not to get easily excited by certain things. You know, she's a full rounded human being before she even ventures into meeting someone or, you know, whatever the case may be. Mm. Hmm. Well, that's definitely something that, um, yeah, that's actually something that's, that's really good. Um, <laughs> no, it's really, I'm, I'm actually like just thinking about it <laughs> myself. Well, yeah, because better be, you're, you're a girl too. So you understand yeah. what it's like, because like, I think that kids, there are some kids who grew, who go through some, um, are we allowed to say shit on this podcast i I mean i'm just gonna say there's some kids who go through some shit and grow up and they are very resilient right in spite of everything they've gone through when you see them you they don't look anything like what they've gone through and then there's some kids who are built differently who go through these things and it continues to affect them every day you know they make decisions they make bad decisions based on my mom wasn't there. Or my dad didn't say he loved me and all these things, you know, mm-hmm. I don't, I want her to be resilient. And so I'm, I'm trying to teach her now how to be strong. You know, it starts with little things. Like she came home one day and said some classmate didn't want to be her friend. So I had to sit down. I know she's only four, but I sat down and had a whole conversation with her about how you don't need anyone to be your friend. You need to be your own friend. And I asked her, like, do you like yourself? <laughs> and do you love yourself? You know, I, I don't know how much of it she grasped, mm-hmm. but um, I'm starting now to teach her that, to be self-reliant, you know, yeah. to, to have God as that thing that doesn't move, that constant thing in your life that doesn't, because situations around you will change. You yeah. grow up, you switch schools, you have different teachers and things like that. She's already had a new teacher now. Uh, she's in pre-K four and she has a new, her former teacher left. And we had a whole conversation about that. I had to tell her some people are meant to be in your life for a short period. Some people are meant to be there for a long time. And she must have understood some part of it because she said, like you, mommy, you're going to be my life forever. I was like, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So she understands some part and she, and, and 
I know she's only four, but honestly, sometimes I think that God speaks through her because she says some things that I don't expect a four-year-old to say. So I'm trusting and believing that my, my little Adaverastic is, is, she's in great hands. She is. She is. You're a very strong woman from the little that I've known. You're a very strong you. woman. And um, just watching you over the past, you know, few years has been no (laughs) (laughs) just watching you over the past few years you know like I've actually just sat down you know in silent admiration of you and there's some times where I just want to you know send you a message that Vera you just don't even know like how freaking amazing you are like you have, but the thing about it is that like, if you were a guy, I'll totally, I'll be spending the nights in your house right now. But it's not meant to be. <laughs> it's not meant to be between us. Oh my gosh! No, but the thing but about thank it is you, that I appreciate you know how amazing you are. You know how amazing you are. So you know, I don't need to tell you, but I will be telling you often here and there. Okay, because I think thank that you. us women need to speak more positively into each other's lives. You know, I completely agree. Um, if you draw inspiration, if you draw strength, if you, even if someone just entertains you or makes you laugh or whatever, there's nothing, there's no harm in saying, you know what, I see you and thank you. I'm grateful for you, no matter mm-hmm. what it is. Mm-hmm. So thank you for that. Um, mm-hmm. Lastly, because I think we've been talking for a while now. And yeah. I'm sure our I talk too much, sorry. No, it's good. <laughs> like, I'm sure our children will come and start looking for us soon. But mm. so lastly, what would you say to a woman who feels stuck in a marriage or partnership and is looking for the courage to leave? And what would you also say to the woman who is facing divorce? She has, agreed, she has agreed or her husband has agreed that you know, they're going to get divorced, but is afraid of what people will say. What would you say to those women? Uh, Well, to the woman who is feeling stuck, I would say you're not stuck. Unless you're a tree, you're not stuck. You can move. I know women often feel, oh, I'm stuck. I can't. There are some situations, of course, right? Where maybe for financial reasons, um, she's unable to move on by herself and with the children if they have kids and which which is a whole new topic <laughs> why women need to have their own thing but we're not gonna let me let me not digress but i know there are situations like that or situations where the woman's life is in danger if she leaves right mm-hmm. um but apart from these extreme situations you're not stuck you can move i think the the stuck thing is is mental it's in your head because it's like oh i I've built my whole life around this person, right? We are married. We have children. We live in the same place. Where do I start? Uh, Just start from where you are. Do something today that will propel you to where you want to be. If this thing you're in today right now is not what you want, and I'm not asking you to walk out of your marriage on flimsy excuses. You know, some of us don't stay in relationships long enough to even let it grow because there are challenging times in relationships but i'm not talking about when your partner is being abusive or something like that no there's no time for that you need to get out of there first 
So for the woman who is feeling stuck, like I said, you're not stuck. You're not a tree. You can move. Um, <clears throat> start from where you are and do something. Whether that is exploring, if, you're, if this is a marriage, whether that's getting on Google and Googling how to start a divorce in your state or your country, uh, wh whatever that may look like for you, but have, or even having a conversation or praying about it. Like you have, wait, let me, let me stop. And even not just say praying about, <laughs> don't just pray about it and stay there and wait for God to come down in person. That's not going to happen. You need to take action, right? You need to take, you, you need, you're not going to know how this thing is going to play out. You're not going to know, but you need to do so. You need to move. As long as you sit there and think about it, you'll be shocked at how fast time is going. Like a month has gone by and the year has gone by and it's been five years and it's been 10 years and you are still feeling stuck. Mm -hmm. Other people have gotten divorced. They've moved on. Some have even gotten their second divorces. <laughs> but you're, you're still thinking about it. Just go. You can do it. It's not the, the load of, of leaving a relationship. The load is very heavy. It's very heavy, but it's carryable. Okay. It's, it, it, you're not going to like it. It's not going to be fun, but you're going to move past it. It's a season. It hurts while you're going through it. It's very painful financially, emotionally, physically, spiritually, but you would be, when you go, like I was telling somebody the other day, like, I can't believe we're in 2020 and I left my marriage in 2017. Like, like it feels like I just left yesterday. And it's already 20. If I hadn't left, well, then we're in 2020 and I'm still trying to figure out how to leave. Mm. Yeah. And for the second part of your question, the woman who has decided to leave, right? <clears throat> yeah. Or uh, the, if she had decided that they're getting divorced, like it's inevitable. So there are different right. divorcing. Yeah. I'd say get a lawyer. Um, look for um, a lawyer that other people have used. Maybe somebody can recommend someone that's good. And even if you can't find that, try to find a divorce attorney who has free consultations. Um, you know, it, it gets pretty expensive if you are paying to consult with lawyers before deciding who you want to go with. Um, it adds up. So find someone that has free consultations and talk to them. Let them at least give you an idea because divorce varies on, at least in America here, based on the state you're in. Um, and then, of course, based on the country, like I, I don't know how it works in Nigeria. I only know about Maryland where I have experience with. So I would say you should get an attorney and you should get your stuff in order. A lot of things come up in divorce. You know, if this is this might be a divorce where you and your partner, you're divorcing amicably. Right. It's like, OK, right. You know, we're departing as friends, you know, as I'm much friends as you can be. Huh? Just uncoupling, like exactly. When if you're consciously uncoupling, then there's you know that makes it easier. I did not. That was not my. As you can imagine, I mean, <laughs> my process started with me calling the police with protective order, and then it just went on from there. So I did definitely. This was not a conscious uncoupling <laughs> for me. So there was no divorcing amicably. So I knew I needed an attorney, and uh, in the course of my separation and divorce, I had three. So I would say that you should start from there only because like I say, it gets complicated. It really does. And if you have children or if you have property, it gets even more complicated. So get an attorney because you don't know everything. You don't, 
you you don't want to leave anything unless it's not important to you what you're fighting for with like you know children or the property unless those things are not important to you then maybe you can because you can get divorced on your own without an attorney yeah but i would advise you to get one if there are things that you're fighting for or people things with people that you're fighting for okay well that's very good advice oh i'm sorry let me just add one more thing good yeah divorce is i mentioned already mentioned is emotionally and whatever have surround yourself with people who lift you up whether it's family friends um the bible a spiritual book podcast that like i listen to joe austin a lot um things like that surround yourself be be conscious about what's going into your ears, whether it's what you're listening to, what you're watching on TV, who you're talking to. You don't need to tell everybody what you're doing, but the people you do tell, make sure they have your back, that they will be there because there will be times that you will be so down. There will be times that you spend the day crying, whether it's because of however many thousands you just spent, or maybe just you thinking about all the things that won't happen now, because that's what divorce is like. It's like mm-hmm. a death, but not a person that died but the things you planned with this person so there will be times where you think about all these things and then you break down and cry and that's okay but when you're done crying you wipe your tears you put your big girl panties on and you do it you need to do it do what you have to do i had this attorney she was not my attorney actually she was a state's attorney tell me that divorce is just emotional and she said once you take the emotions out of it everything else is legal it's just legal. It will pass. Soon it will be over and you'll be done. And she was so right. She was so, it's hard to take emotions out. In fact, it's probably impossible to take emotions out unless you're really done, done with your partner. You're like, hell, he can go. <laughs> then yeah, emotions would not, but other than that, it's, it's emotional. But just think about yourself. Think about the love you have or should have for yourself. You have to want more for yourself. So let that propel you. All right, I think I've talked too much now, officially. <laughs> no, actually, when I was saying thank you for the advice the first time, I was going to add, like, what about, like, the emotional part of things? Oh. I know that it's very, very... It is. Um, it's, it's mentally exhausting, emotionally exhausting, spiritually, financially, physically, it's everything Ali. Yes, everything. And draining. And I have a friend of mine who's divorced, a guy, actually, and... Um, he had said, I think I've talked to you about it, but he recommends, mm. you know, if you're going to go through a divorce, go into therapy because you mm. will, well, for, for him, um, he believes that um, you will need some form of therapy, whether you're talking to someone mm-hmm. every other week or something. Um, I know you um, did, didn't um, get therapy, but if no. who's listening, if you are thinking about going that route and going to therapy, but wondering what people will say, forget what people will say. If that's what you think you need, please go ahead and get that done. Go talk to somebody who can kind of guide you through your emotional process yeah. at this time, because it's not easy. It's not easy. No, 
not at all. What people, and also you have to keep in mind what people will say should never even come into your mind. You know why? Because people will say something either way. Always. If you stay in this situation, in this marriage, and something ends up happening to you, people will still say, ah, but why didn't she leave now? Is it by force? They will say it anyway. So you might as well put yourself, be selfish. Hmm? Be selfish about your happiness. Be selfish about the love that you have for yourself. I would say you need to be ruthless and think about yourself first. This, this is the time for you, because even if you have children, you're thinking about the children, guess what? You have to be here. You have to be available for you to even be taking care of your children. If you let yourself, if you run yourself to the ground mm. based on what people will think, or, or I don't wait, I don't want to get divorced. Cause if you, if you run yourself to the ground, you're not even going to be here for the children. So even if, you're, even if you're thinking about what you're doing for your children, think about it this way. You can't pour from an empty cup, right? That's why on the plane, they always tell you to put your mask before you help somebody else. Yeah. Because, yeah, because you, you, can't, you can't help somebody if you yourself are help, but you need help. So you need to help yourself first. And I would say that when you're, if you're a mom getting divorced, because this is mommy or your podcast for moms, right? <laughs> yes, you fight differently. Very, are you? I'm sure you understand this. Once you become a mom, you fight different. Even if you've always been a quiet, shy person, once it involves your child, you don't know where this power comes from. You become mama bear. Like, don't you turn into a beast? So I would say that in getting whatever, even if it's not divorce or just departing a situation that no longer serves you. When it comes to fighting for you or your children, I would tell you to be ruthless. Be absolutely ruthless. And I know that there are certain words that when they like to use on women that are supposed to be derogatory or tell you, oh, she's a conniving bitch and she's controlling. And she's, listen, be all of those things. Yep. Be ruthless, be a conniving bitch, <laughs> be calculating, do it all. Because if it will save you and your children, girl, do it do what you have to do do, do what, what you absolutely have to do yeah because you need to keep your head above water you, you cannot allow yourself to drown nope in this kind of situation because like um vera said if you don't take care of yourself and something happens to you guess who's gonna go take care yes. of you yes the person that you was not a good husband Yes. Now, if you look, and, and, and when he gets the children, he'll say, you see, my God is a good God. <laughs> God paved the way. Meanwhile, God is looking at you like, girl, I didn't call you here. It wasn't your time. Who said you should come to heaven right now? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, thank you, Marino, for, um, for your words of wisdom today and for really just sharing openly and telling us about your thought process and um how you've kind of been um mothering um adabarastic through mm -hmm. everything um i know it's not easy i know it hasn't been easy rather it hasn't been mm -hmm. easy. and i'm sure you still have like some days where it's like is this really my life yep. but um <laughs> um i just want to say thank you and I know that you, Thank you are an inspiration to um, other women. And all the comments on your on that blog post, um, yeah, where you know, <laughs> talked about uh, the marriage ending, like the blog post. And I know that people reach out to you on social media and by yeah. email and everything. And you've just 
I don't know. I'm sure people are just like, wow. <laughs> you know, let me not even lie. People actually reached out to me. Oh, they did? No joke. Let me tell you. Based on that blog post? Based on the post. They're like, wow. Have you seen? Wow. Like, maybe like three or four people sent me messages. Barry, have you seen this post? I was just like, yeah, I have. They're like, wow. <laughs> so, I was like, yeah, I kind of knew. <laughs> right, right. You, yeah, yeah you, you definitely knew. Yeah. <laughs> but I just want to say thank you, anyways, for um for sharing today with the mommy or your audience. And I would thank you like for having for, me. I would like for the mommy or your audience to be able to follow you online and to get all the verastic goodness so where can we find you online mm, too many places on the blog is verastic.com and i'm verastic on all all social media like instagram and twitter and facebook and all that good stuff and now that i've started a podcast it's called i am african podcast by verastic i am african by verastic and actually i only put the by verastic because of the the long-time Verastic people who may not remember that it's called I Am African, I might be searching for Verastic. So I wanted to give them something so the podcast still pops up. Uh, so I Am African, and I am African podcast on Instagram. I Am African pod on Twitter, because Twitter won't let you have 16 characters. <laughs> and <laughs> on Facebook, I have a group, I Am African podcast. But uh, it's brand new, so I'm building these I am African social media channels from scratch and not fun. Don't like it, (laughs) but that's where to find me basically. Perfect. 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 Thank you very much, Ms. Vera for speaking with me today and talking to. Thank you, Barry. And thank you, mommy or your people. Thank you so much for having me. We are very appreciative and we wish you all the best. I'm going forward and Good luck to that man that's going to steal the person that I wanted to marry. I mean, since Vera is available, but she doesn't want me. I would say good luck to him too. Whoever you have, we are praying for you ahead of time that you will be the man (laughs) God has planned for Vera. (laughs) Amen. 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 And good luck to you. Good luck to um, Adarastic. We love her too. We love Thank you. And I will extend my gratitude to her that she did not come in here to bug <laughs> while recording this. At all. I like stay out until I come in. <laughs> yeah, I still so. took her down to sleep before we came on. So hey. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Well, have a wonderful day and God bless you. Thank you. Thank you, Mary. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mommy Oyoyo podcast. Out of everything you could be doing, you chose to spend the time with me and I am truly grateful. Please follow us on social media at Mommy Oyoyo, which is M-O-M-M-Y-O-Y-O-Y-O. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Feel free to send us feedback and suggestions that way or via our email at mommyoyoyo at gmail.com. Also, subscribe to the Mommy Oyoyo podcast on your favorite podcast players. Rate and review the podcast. And finally, don't keep this goodness to yourself. Share the Mommy Oyoyo podcast with your friends, your family, your co-workers, and more. The Mommy Oyoyo podcast. Sharing experiences of African motherhood. Mommy Oyoyo. Mommy Oyoyo. Mommy Oyoyo.
See you next time.